Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome back to the Healing Unscripted podcast. I am super excited. Today, I am interviewing Cheyenne from TikTok. Uh, She's one of my TikTok friends, and uh, we are going to talk about gentle parenting and how to do that with your real kids while you're also trying to do it with your own inner child. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Cheyenne. Sorry. Hey, thank you. Of course. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about you, just a little background? Um, I don't even know where to start. Um, I guess from the beginning, from where it all, sorry, um, from where it all started was pretty much when my parents like split up. I was 10 years old when they split up. I decided that I was going to stay with my dad because me and my mom just didn't really have a good relationship. Like she, I just noticed that she was very like manipulative and I, she just, I don't know. She just cared more about what we thought of her than how we actually like felt versus like, she didn't like care about her feelings or anything. Like that's just how I felt in my own like personal ways. My sisters kind of felt differently because they were younger. But I mean, when I was younger, I was pretty much the one that was taking care of my sisters. Like my dad was always working whenever we did have my sisters there because they lived with my mom. So whenever um, we had my sisters around, I was the one that was always like responsible for them and everything. So from there, I mean, I'm sorry. No, you're doing fine. (laughs) So nervous and I don't even know why. Um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, both of my parents were in and out of jail and I feel like they both had their own like, inner traumas to deal with. My mom was in an abusive relationship after her and my dad split up. And I mean, her and my dad were just really toxic. Like most kids were really excited or like really upset whenever their parents get divorced. I was extremely excited. Like I could not wait for my parents to no longer be together anymore. Like they were just extremely toxic. So whenever my dad was finally on his own, he was finally doing better. And he put me and my sisters first and he was doing really well. And he had the mentality of his kids or like, his kids are what come first. Like he was doing everything he could to make sure that we were taken care of versus my mom. She was just trying to find the next guy and she ended up being in a really abusive relationship. And then from there stemmed just traumas in its own. Like he, I had watched him do things and I tried telling my dad and my dad believed me, but my mom's like, oh no, she's lying. She, that never happened. And I'm like, what do you mean? Why would an 11 year old need to lie about these things? So just from there just stemmed not so good of relationship. And then when I was 16, my mom ended up going to prison. And at the time my dad was actually in jail too. So I lived with my grandparents and then my grandfather passed away. So when all that happened, my grandfather, that was another child, like another father figure to me, he was gone. He was my mom's um, dad. So then while she's in jail, trying to like sort all of her issues she's dealing with her dad dying too and it was just it's been a mess absolutely (laughs) one thing after another like I like I said I don't even know where to begin because there's just so much like so much that a kid should not have to go through Mm -hmm. yeah and based on your videos on TikTok so that's how we met uh, Cheyenne and I we we've been chatting on TikTok a little bit 
um, based on your videos, it sounds like for a while there, you were like, no, everything's fine. I'm fine. And then more recently you've been like, no, my inner child saw some shit and I need to be there for her. Yeah, absolutely. Like for the longest time before me and my husband decided to have kids, like I thought that I was good. Like I thought I was healed. I was married, super happy. Like things were going great. Like I didn't like me and my dad were still on good terms. And then he ended up living with us. And then like, that's when I was, um, after I had my son, he was living with us. So like things were still good. And I mean, it sucked not having my mom around, but our relationship like with my mom was a lot better because she was trying to do better being in prison and everything. So from there, I was like, well, things are great until my kids started getting older at an age where I'm, it's really hard to deal with them because I don't know how to cope with them like screaming or yelling because when I did that as a kid I just got yelled at when I cried as a kid I would just get told why are you crying like there's nothing to cry about I'll give you something to cry about so then as me I'm like that's my first instinct I'm like why are you crying but then I'm like wait you're a child like why are you crying why am I upset that you're crying so then I realized like it's not only me hurting my kids but it's my inner child saying like you really need to step back and do some healing yourself because your kids need better. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing will show you your childhood <laughs> wounds like your own kids. Yeah, for sure. I definitely experienced a lot of the same stuff. Like when my son was a baby, baby, he is one and a half now, but when he was like really little motherhood was amazing. Like it was everything I wanted it to be. And I, I didn't experience postpartum depression, which shocked me. I was sure that I would just based on my history of issues with depression. Um, no, it was, it was beautiful and magical. And then he started turning into a toddler with a mind of his own. And it's exactly what you were describing. Like, I'm so tempted to react the way I was reacted to. Like, my son is kind of sensitive, like I was. And mm -hmm. it's so tempting to just be like, oh my gosh, get over it. You're fine. But I would never say that to myself anymore. And I am definitely not going to say it to him because I refuse to give him that internal narrative that I've always had, that I'm too sensitive and I'm a bad person because of it. And yeah, it's, it's so, so tricky trying to learn new ways <clears throat> to parents when you, you don't have the example to use. So tricky. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a little curious, how have the reactions been on TikTok to your videos? Like, do people, are people cheering you on? Are people like, dude, you should just yell at them? <laughs> like what, what are people's reactions? Um, most people are just thanking me for just being honest about the things that I'm going through. Like, just not like me, like sugarcoating things, like saying like, just being real about things and saying that they can definitely relate to what I'm going through and then asking like how I can help. And I mean, I'm trying to like come with content to help them because I'm working on it myself, but at the same time, like I'm still so new to this. So I, I'm, I don't really know how much to help. I'm just on the stage of realizing what I'm going through and wanting to help other people realize <clears throat> that they're not alone in their feelings. Cause for a long time, I felt like I was alone in my own feelings because most people I know enjoy parenthood. They think that it's amazing. And it's just like this perfect bond. They have the, the family, the parents that are there for them. And I didn't have that with my family. I didn't have that to look up to. Like I, everything I wanted was to be nothing like my parents. 
and most people I know don't relate to that. So I felt so alone. So going to TikTok, I was hoping to reach out to people and help them know that they're not alone. And that's the kind of response that I've gotten. Thankfully, thankfully, no one's been like too harsh or anything. Good. I'm so glad. Because yeah. <laughs> I think we need more content like that. Like you said, like there's so many parents out there really struggling. Like even if I would say my parents were pretty great, to be honest, it was just they, they really didn't understand what it was like to have a sensitive kid. They weren't expecting a sensitive kid and they mm-hmm. did not adjust when they found out I was sensitive. They were like, we'll just treat her like she's not. And it was not ideal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like, I think if, if a parent believes that they have a perfect bond with their kid, they have some inner healing to do because they're lying to themselves. And that might be <laughs> a little pessimistic, but I, that is my true, I truly believe that because humans have conflict. We fight, we disagree and we're not, I don't know. I think it's important to recognize that you're going to, I don't know, have disagreements with your kids and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Hi there, everybody. I just want to take a minute to interrupt this podcast episode to tell you all about my program, Neurodivergent Magic, get shit done in 24 hours or less. Executive dysfunction is one of the number one problems for neurodivergent folks. And if you don't know, executive dysfunction is basically when you really want to do something, you are trying to do something and you just can't get yourself to do it. This is one of the biggest issues amongst neurodivergent people. And I have learned so much on how to cope with it that I want to pass it on to you. In this nine-week group coaching program, we will cover both the emotional side of executive dysfunction and the practical side. So you will learn practical tools for how to cope with it, but you'll also tackle the emotional blocks that make executive dysfunction come back over and over again. If this program sounds right for you, make sure you check out the link in the show notes. I would absolutely love to see you in Neurodivergent Magic. Um, so I'm curious about gentle parenting. I'm starting to do the research into it, but I don't know a ton, but I've seen some of your videos on like strategies you use. I'd love it. If maybe you'd share like your favorite one or two of your favorite gentle parenting strategies. Um, Okay. Let's see. I guess like the biggest thing is just stepping back and like it realizing like what the issue is instead of what am I trying to say? Sorry. I have a really hard time. Like getting my thoughts together sometimes that's totally Um, fine yeah I don't know I guess the biggest thing is just talking like for the longest time like like I said before like I was just so quick to like reacting instead of like whenever my kids are doing something and I'm like why are you doing this I step back and I'm like okay why are you doing this why why are you crying what's going on why do you feel this way and if it's something like say for instance earlier today my son um he was playing a video game and I told him that it was time to stop playing. And he was like, no, I don't want to stop. And I was like, okay, Brantley, I understand that you don't want to stop. And I understand that it might hurt your feelings that you don't want to play anymore or that you want to keep playing, but it's time to stop playing. We can play dinosaurs together. Do you want to play dinosaurs together? And he was kind of like hesitant. He's like, no, I want to keep playing. And I was like, okay, I understand that you want to keep playing, but let's play dinosaurs instead. We can do that. And then you can play another time. It's time to stop doing this and let's do something else. So instead of me getting angry with him because he's continuously arguing with me over and over again, I try to redirect the situation and do something else that I might not personally really want to do, but I can ease into doing this for a couple minutes or however long it gets him to calm down and really be comfortable again. 
So then I can get back to doing what I need to do like throughout my daily routine and everything. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like redirecting those big feelings and making sure that they settle into a sense of comfort and safety. Like, can you even imagine how different your life would be if that was the approach your parents took? Yeah. Cause I mean, that's my biggest thing is I just never felt like hurt. I, I was always told like, why are you crying? Like, there's no reason for you to be crying. Like you're just way too sensitive. Like get over it. And I, I don't like, I've noticed my son is a lot like me. He is very sensitive. He takes everything to heart. So instead of me like trying to do exactly what my parents said to me, I need to realize I hated that as a kid. I can't do that to him. I need to just acknowledge how he's feeling, let him know that it's okay to feel this way, but also how to manage through those emotions and work through them himself too. Yeah. I think that's incredible that, and that's got to take a lot of patience because kids have really big feelings. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I'm also curious, you're doing gentle parenting with your kids, but then you're also doing the inner child work for yourself and your own inner child. So what is, uh, inner child work like for you? Um, I guess just stepping back and just recognizing my triggers and recognizing that what I'm feeling is just some, it, it has deeper meaning. It's not just because I'm just overly sensitive and I can't handle being a mom. It's because I wasn't taught how to regulate my emotions as a kid at a certain age. I, I had to do things like I had to figure things out on my own. I, my parents never taught me how to do things because they were always doing their own thing. So now I'm having to teach myself how an adult is supposed to handle themselves in these situations. And I have to also acknowledge how I would have as a child wanted to be responded to versus how my parents would have responded to me being that child if that makes any kind of sense. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Learning to recognize your triggers. And I love what you said about like reminding yourself that you're not too sensitive. This reaction is not irrational and it does not mean you are a bad person, a bad mom, a bad, whatever. It just means you're feeling hurt right now. And that is okay. So often when you grow up sensitive, your feelings, you're taught that your feelings are not okay. Um, and you then extrapolate that so that it means you are not okay. And like, as a person, you must be flawed or wrong somehow. And you have to learn to like hide who you are. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) How are you learning to embrace your sensitivity and learning to embrace your sensitive self nowadays? Um, just allowing myself to cry and, I think right now, like my biggest thing is I still apologize a lot for my feelings and I have to teach myself that I don't need to apologize for how I feel. Like if something hurts my feelings, then I need to accept that and whatever hurt my feelings that I just need to feel it and then let it go and just acknowledge that it's okay to feel the way that I do. It doesn't mean that I'm broken or that I'm too sensitive or that I'm overreacting or anything, that I'm simply just more sensitive than most people. I'm more empathetic than most people. I feel more intensely than most people I know do. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, I don't know. I have to learn to accept that. Yeah. 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 And there's such a difference between accepting it intellectually and accepting it emotionally. Mm -hmm. 
for sure. How do you, and, and it's okay if you don't have a direct answer to this, cause I don't know that I would either, but I'm curious, how do you do like that emotional acceptance? How do you get it to sink in? Um, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a hard question. Again, I guess I just more so just let myself feel those, <clears throat> let myself feel those emotions and try not to beat myself up over those emotions. Just accept what I'm going through, but also accept that what I'm going through isn't like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, that totally <laughs> makes sense. Like my coach, she says all the time, if you could beat yourself up into being happy, you would be ecstatic by now. Like you can't yeah. beat yourself up into being okay. And I'm like, that sounds so obvious, but like, it's always a shocker to me every time she says it, I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that's great that that's how it sinks in for you is just learning not to beat yourself up for your feelings and learning to recognize that they're there for a reason. And maybe they're a message, like they're a messenger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's all the questions that I had. Is there anything else um, that you wanted our listeners to know about like gentle parenting or inner child work or about you? Um, not necessarily, just, <clears throat> sorry, my throat is killing me right now. Um, no, you're okay. <laughs> not that I can think of, no. Okay, um, so where can we find you online? Um, my TikTok is Cheyenne 17 and my Instagram is Cheyenne Thompson. <clears throat> okay. Awesome. And I will put links to those in the show notes for anybody who wants to follow Cheyenne's amazing content on gentle parenting and inner child work. You are missing out if you are not following her seriously, sincerely. Um, I hope everybody goes to check you out. Um, thank and thank you. you so much for being on the podcast. It was great talking to you. Yes. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week.